0: Get everybody back situated and stuff. I noticed when the the group got down, a lot of my chairs filled up. Now I let the kids go out and they they empty back out. So I'm glad we got a variety of people here. And um, that's a blessing that, because in this day and time, a lot of churches are having a hard time reaching our younger generation. And they need to be reached. They need to be reached. Today's gonna to be a little different, folks. I, I don't know. Been a lot going on, and I don't know why God wants me to preach this, and other than as I was reading it, it just jumped out at me. And so go with me to Mark chapter 5. The book of Mark chapter 5. We don't talk about a demoniac. There's basic truths within the Word, folks, that a lot of people do not uh, don't want to admit or, or there. Um, those of you've known me very long, you know I'm. I believe every I believe every word in the Bible. I may not understand all of them, but I believe them. Uh, and they've got a purpose, they've got a reason, and I shared with my Wednesday night crowd, I've been doing this study on Exodus, and I've been um, relatively shocked at how many people with doctorate degrees that supposed to be biblical um, scholars can't even believe that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And uh, they said, because we can't find enough physical evidence around today, we just have trouble believing it. Well, what I told them on Wednesday night was, you know, it may not be a lot of physical evidence today, but yet Jesus quoted Moses on various times and recorded various things he said and spoke about and reference the very things from the beginning of creation throughout the law. So if it was good enough for Jesus, I think it's good enough for me. Uh, And if these scholars have gotten so educated they know something other than that, then just let them go that way. But one of the things a lot of people don't want to believe in and trust in is demons, because Hollywood has kind of tricked us into what a demon is, and I think probably in the past couple of weeks uh, a lot of you maybe have seen one uh, and heard about one because uh, it's being talked about a lot, but demons are a reality, we need to look at this just a little bit. but. But what jumped out at me more than anything is not the demon, but we'll get to that in a minute. Verse 1, talking about Jesus and the disciples, and I had been by this mountainside when I was in Israel, and uh, it's, it's probably a half mile off the, uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee just to the east, and there was a, a, a little village there that uh, the people were called Gezerines. And uh, outside of that, on the side of that mountain, was where they buried their dead in tombs and rock caves. They came to the other side of the sea, this would be the eastern side, into the country of the Gezerines. And when he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had, And he had his dwelling among the tombs and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him constantly, day and night. He was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains, and and gashing himself with stones, seeing Jesus from a distance, He ran up and bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. When demons enter into people, they're enabled by the demons, to do miraculous things. This one here had miraculous strength, but they're also able to do miracles and various things. Uh, When you look into the Egyptian culture, many of the the magi or, or magicians of the court were able to do a lot of magical things because of demon possession. But Hollywood always makes you believe that it's their vision of it. But demons will dwell within basic, everyday people. And, and uh, a lot of times you don't always see them for who they are, but their spirit will always lead that individual to do things contrary to the Word of God. And so they are a reality. But as this one whose name would be Legion because there were multiple demons within this individual, uh, he's running around crazy. He's running around naked. He's, they tried to subdue him. He's from an area south of him, so undoubtedly they had put him aside and put him out because of the demons because he's not even living in his home area anymore. He's forced to live up here outside of this community, which was not even His home. And He's doing all these things. But the thing you need to look at is the demons recognize who Jesus was. Why and what are demons? They're fallen angels. That's why they recognize. Folks, we need to understand demons are not aliens or something from out of space, they are directly from the throne room of God. They were created, and they're actually one third of the angel population because there's three archangels mentioned within the Bible. Lucifer happened to be one of them. He was over music and worship, and so he uh, moved himself up equal to God. Cast out of heaven, and those third of the angels that were with him under his charge, were now been cast out to the. The worst of all demons are still under chain right now, because there's some way worse than this one, that will be turned loose in the latter days, and uh, so demons are very real, and they do indwell within people, and uh, you just need to be aware of it. But he came. And the demons responded to the authority of Christ Jesus. So some basic truths here that I'd hope you would understand. If the demons can recognize Jesus as the Son of God, why can't people? did not make sense to me that they're so blinded by the lies and things that they won't recognize who Jesus is. They also recognize that Jesus had the authority and the power to torment them. They didn't want that. We find out that they would be cast out from this individual, and and they wanted to be cast into some other physical body, because a demon is a spirit, it is not, it does have no dwelling place, so it needs a body. So Jesus allowed them to be cast into the pigs, and because of that then uh, the pigs went crazy. And the... The, the herdsman went crazy but as you read this story and go on he he just wasn't going to be satisfied was he uh, so but they began to implore this and so this is a truth that we need to understand today that that they all around us even today and how do you as a christian deal with them Because we talked about this a few weeks ago, and and, uh, I just think we need to understand uh, the best thing for you to do is to stay away from them, okay? First of all, you're not going to convince a demon to change his ways. Jesus didn't try to lead him to salvation because there is no salvation for a demon. There's just judgment waiting. But what he did do was cast them out of the man. And when he cast them out of the man, the whole man's personality changed. And he came became quiet and peaceful and sat there. He clothed himself and got himself back to a place of normalcy. And so we see that when demons enter into people, they change their whole aspect. There's a fine line between, in my this is uh, let me give you Dwayne's opinion. Psychiatric mental problems and demon possession. There's a fine line between these areas, and it would be tough for anybody to determine it. But a lot of our mental problems today, in my opinion is that they're demon-possessed and we don't do anything about it. They're not demon-possessed to this point, but they have allowed themselves to be open to receive demonic spirits and be led by that, and that's why there's so much hatred and evil and wickedness in the world today. Um, Even to the point of choosing that children don't have a right to be alive. and. A lot of our uh, laws are being made by people people that are being influenced by demons because it's contrary to the Word of God. But what really got me when I was reading this and what jumped out more than anything was the people of this village where the man had been there. They were scared to death of him. They had tried to subdue him. Now Jesus cast the demons out. Now He comes to His senses, and you know what? It scares them so much they want Jesus to leave. Now, that's what really bothered me. I said, you would rather be the, have the demons running around than have Jesus running around. And is that not what's going on in the world today? And that's what scares me most about individuals they had rather live in the darkness and have darkness all around them than have light they they fight jesus they fight us as christians every day they they want you to be away they want you out of the school system they they don't want you dealing with all these people that are shooting and killing people and yet that's the only cure for the world's problems i mean if Putin was to get saved and have a true relationship with Jesus Christ, you think he would do some of the things he's doing? What about old X-I? Z or whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Mandarin, but uh, X-I spells Z or something over there. He, he brutalizes Christians. He brutalizes all anybody that opposes him. Think nothing about killing. If he was to get saved, change his whole attitude. How hey, do you know this preacher? Well, when I got saved, changed my whole attitude. Changed a lot of things about me. I've watched literally hundreds of people get saved. It changes their whole attitude. Because instead of a, a spirit of flesh, I've got the Spirit of God in me. We want all kinds of laws to do away with guns, but a gun's never killed anybody unless it was in the hand of somebody that didn't know how to do right. I've got a bunch of them in my house, they've never killed a soul because they're where they're supposed to be and they've been used the way they're supposed to be. They're locked up. in place they're not but we don't want to address the issue we won't call it a mental issue it's a spiritual issue and that's the problem people want to live in this kind of predicament because they're scared to death of Jesus when all he's going to do is make everything right and I cannot to my wildest dreams understand why if you witness uh, an incident like this where a guy that you couldn't bind is set free, comes to his senses, clothes and sitting there at the feet of Jesus, why would you want Jesus to leave? I'm thinking, let's get a petition and tell him he can't leave. I want him right here. But they were so blinded in their own demonic sense. You see, over in John three nineteen, Jesus, right after he talks about how much God loved the world, he also gives them a verse, he said, Men love darkness rather than light. That sinful nature within human beings causes them to rather live in the darkness than the light because the light reveals their sin. So these people of the village didn't want Jesus around because they was afraid he was going to change them. And that's all I could d- deduct from it. They were so afraid of him that he was going to get into their business and change them, and they were okay with it. They didn't much like this other guy because he was so bad, but they didn't want to admit that they had their own demons in their life, and they loved darkness. I'm here to tell you we're living in a world right now, right here in Texas, United States, that loves darkness. They'd rather live in the darkness than they had the light because they're afraid what the Word's going to change in their life. But they despised him, wanted Jesus to leave. So when he was about to leave with his disciples, get in the boat and go back across the Sea of Galilee, this demoniac, former demoniac, wanted to go with him. But when you read the Scripture, Jesus wouldn't let him. He sent him into the land of Decapolis, which was an area known as Syria today, and he, where he had been cast out to go and tell his friends and his neighbors. The difference was they received him when they had run him out. When he comes back saying they received him. Yet the, the, the Gazarenes had lived with him. They didn't want him. we go out with a message of Jesus Christ, a lot's going to want it, some's not. Don't worry about the ones that don't. Move on. I'm here to tell you, don't fret over them. There's too many others that want to hear it that need to hear the Word of God. We need to be focused on them. I preached a sermon a long time ago because I watched the church go out over and over and over to beg people to come back to church, same people over and over and over. You go and talk to them and talk to them and talk to them. Every, we used to have weekly visitation, same one, and I said, why? When they keep telling us they don't want to or they will one day, let them alone. They've got to make it to We need to quit going to these and trying to get the ones that have quit and go to the ones that's never been and reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Find the ones that want to hear it and minister to them and keep moving forward. Because if they love the darkness, you're not going to change them. Only God can change them. And they're going to have to come to a place in their life where they're ready to change, and they're ready to respond to that. So you and I need to take courage every day and not worry about all the real bad ones out there. If God gives you opportunity, witness to them. If you got friends that you've been talking to about the Lord for years and years, sometimes you just got to quit and wait on them to respond to God. I've had some friends I began witnessing to in 1982 when I got saved. Some of them have yet to respond 41 years later. But I can't worry them. Are they still my friends? Yeah, I still love them to death. Do I want them saved? Yeah. But I can't keep going back to them over and over and neglect somebody that will hear. Because you need to do the same thing. Sometimes you just got to let them be your friends and let them alone and pray that God will reach them and they'll listen to Him one day. Because until then, you can just spend all your time going to to the same people. And the result will be the same. Yeah, I know I need to be up there. I know I need to do this. I know. And I, I will. I will. And you'll sit there on Sunday waiting for them to come driving in. And When you leave, you'll be disappointed. There's a day and a time when you got to say no and go to those that will hear. Because what I found on in my life is preach the word, and there's somebody wanting to hear it, and you don't always know who they are. There was a professor I had was in New York City, and he got he was on a bus, and said uh, he he got in a little debate with a woman sitting right beside him about the word of God. He said I knew I wasn't going to reach her; she was too dug into her beliefs. But he said. The more I talked, the more I got to watching people leaning up and wanting to hear. So he said, I got louder so that they could hear. He said, I talked to that woman, but deep down he said, I knew she wasn't here, but there were some others back in the back that were. He said, my real witness was to the ones listening back here. And he said, I planted the seed back then knowing that this wasn't going to work. And boy, that went home. I said, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes God raises up an old wicked one to, to stir up the conversation because there's somebody else needs to hear. And that's why this little old story here spoke to me that some wanted, some didn't. Because we've got a group within the community right now, folks, people say, well, we just need to go witness to them. No, you need to stay away from them. You don't need to witness to them. You need to witness to the people they're after because they're trying to pull vulnerable people into their situation. They're trying to pull people in that are wandering in the wilderness and nobody's reaching them but they're going to try to. So it's up to you and I as Christians with the truth, the whole truth, to reach out to them. I don't know how many of you have heard some of this stuff, but this one individual claims to be, she's older than God and she'll never die. Openly speaks that In 2014, she was invaded by aliens. You can believe in aliens if you want, but I don't believe in aliens. I believe in demons. There is not life on other planets and they're coming over here. I'm telling you, the aliens down here is the ones alienated by God when He kicked them out. And where did He kick them? Right down here on Earth and they're bouncing around doing all this stuff, and they can become whatever you want them to be. And she openly admits that she's been invaded by them. And she's right. She is older than most than the Bible, the demon in her is, because the first thing God created before He created the earth was the angels to minister Because, you see, God wasn't created. God's always been. But one of the first acts he did was to create the angels to minister to him. Therefore, they are some of the oldest parts of creation. And that's why a demon is older than the Bible. But you need to learn this. And I speak this to you because I don't want you to fall prey to this junk. That's out there. Because if you're not grounded in faith and you begin to go and hear this stuff, you very well may be swayed to begin to think it's all right. But I'm here to tell you it's not alright. It's straight from the pits of hell. They may not get you, but if you can if they can convince you to legitimize who they are. You've just done them a big favor because you've okayed what they're doing so that others can be reached. And I'm here to tell you that it's all around you. And it's real bad down there. So be careful. Be careful about listening to this stuff. A lot of people get entangled up in listening thinking they're going to learn or, or, or want to know and they get in, pulled into it. Folks, just stay in the Word. You know how the Secret Service trains their men and women to recognize fake dollar bills and stuff? They study the real ones. They don't study the fake ones. So if you know the real one well enough, you'll identify all the fakes. Because there's you no know, way well, you can train you in all the fake ones, so let's teach you the real ones so that you will know the truth, and then when you spot one, you'll say there's something not, about, not good about that, and, um, and that's what you need to do in the spiritual walk. You just need to know the Word. There's plenty of that to study to guard yourself.
1: Well, I don't know why I do
0: this. I just don't have good sense. Good, well-meaning brothers and sisters in Christ that said they don't believe in what they do, but the food's good. I don't care how good the food is, folks. You don't need to be there. Because you don't know what they're putting in it the next time. I want somebody... That thinks a whole lot like me and believes a whole lot like me cooking my food. I don't want somebody that's demon possessed to have anything to do with my groceries. I just don't. I'm not going to be there. But don't fall into this mess either because they'll try to teach you, say, I'll teach you the truth. Everything I've seen on it so far has been nothing but a mixture of every goofball idea that's ever passed through mankind. A little bit of a little bit of scripture you'll need to understand. Satan knows a little bit about the Word of God. Be a little bit of that, but there'll be every other far-flung stuff out there also. So you need to know the truth and you need to study the truth and take it serious. So I'll leave you with this. They're real. Jesus cast them out. There's been a few men and women capable of doing it. But for the most of you, unless God puts you in that situation, stay away from it. Let them go because they're not going to listen to you anyway. And they'll try to come in and get into the church, and they'll try to destroy the church. They'll hear what I say, and they'll criticize me. And I'm all right with that. I don't care what Satan thinks of me, I think about what God thinks about me. Because I'm accountable to one person, that's Him. But I don't want you to be ignorant of the truth either. They're real and you, they're very deceptive. And if you'll trust the Spirit of God that dwells within you, when He gives you an uneasy feeling about somebody, probably best heed that feeling and get away from them. Because your spirit is saying, I don't identify with this individual. So when the Spirit says that, if you don't identify with them, then get away from them because you're a child of God and you don't need to stumble into that. The Scripture tells us in the latter days the deception will be so great and so many people will be led into this deception that if it was not shortened, even the very elect of God would give in to it. That's how powerful the deception is. And I'm telling you, that's because I was up praying, and said, God, why, why don't you wipe these people out? Why, why do we have to have them coming into our area? And he reminded me of that scripture, that it has to come, it's going to come, because he's going to purify his church. But it's also his church needs to know the seriousness of, of all this that's going on. So it's a reality, folks. I hope and pray I don't want to preach on this anymore, but every week when I start thinking about what to preach on, the world gives me something to be aware of because it's out there everywhere we look. And I just don't want you to get tangled up in it. Because you're too precious. You're too precious. The work that God's doing here is precious. And it bothers me. Yet I rejoice because I know who's going to win this battle. I look forward to that trumpet blowing. We talk about it all the time, but I'm telling you, most of you in here, will not taste death. You will hear that trumpet in the body that you're in. I I firmly believe that. And um, you may not even finish this year out before you hear it. But if we do, we go into next year, we wait, so be it, but it's coming. And I've never seen it more apparent than what we see today. The very nations that the book of Revelation spoke about being in power are now in power. China, Russia, Iran, India, the great horde that comes from the east have all signed alliances together. The army from the north, referenced as russia signed an alliance with china iran iraq you realize what we did when we freed iraq iraq and iran were at war together there was no access for iran or china to come to israel except through this land called iraq but now, there's a direct path already made open. Unknowingly, we open the pathway by defeating Saddam Hussein. But it's there. That's why I say, you're living in some days, and the closer we get, the more demons will stand out, the more demons Will be deceptive the more you need to be on guard about what you believe what you listen to and what you put up with so anyway I want you to be on guard all week because you don't have a lot of time left you'll be in the streets of gold in the land of glory and we won't have to worry about it up there God's already cleaned the house up there and he's not going to let anybody in that big pearly gate except those who've been washed by the blood washed by the blood and you'll have your dwelling place there amongst your brothers and sisters so that's what I'm looking forward to I'm going to even ask if old Jezebel can live down the street from me so I can straighten her out. Uh huh. I caught you talking to your sister back there. Put you in your spot. (laughs) Anyway, folks, I love you. And I want you to know the truth. That you're the ones we're going to spend eternity with. And I want every one of you there. And I want every one of you to be a part of these last days. And live in the joy. Okay? I got to quit because my fishermen are ready to go fishing to catch the fish that you're going to need so y'all pray that the fish will bite real well on everybody's on their lines. I don't care if anybody else catches anything, but if they're fishing for us, well, they need to catch a bunch of them because we're going to honor our first responders in May, and we're going we're going to eat a lot of fish, a lot of taters, and coleslaw. We're going to have a big time. Won't you stand up? Y'all need to go home and rest and prepare yourself for the week. Pray hard. Let God have access to your very inner nature. Father, there's parts of this Word that I wish we didn't have to ever deal with. Yet you remind us, Father, as long as we live in this old world, we'll be face-to-face with some of these same situations. And then we'll have to deal with some of the things there, just like some wanted Jesus in their presence, some didn't. Just guide us to those that want to hear, and may we be bold in our witness because we've been set free by the blood of the Lamb, and we want to bear testimony of that. Father, protect us. But allow this church and every member of this church, everyone that comes to shed the glory of the kingdom. Bless them this week so that we can gather back together and be lifted up and lift you up. But, Father, we await that coming of my Lord Jesus Christ. we're just kind of getting tired of this wickedness so give us the strength to face it day by day we ask it all in jesus name amen god bless you y'all have a great week